This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Lots and lots is happening right here in the UAE as the UAE prepares to launch its satellite from Russia. Yes, indeed. And we're also going to be talking about how Amazon is going to hold Prime Day event on October the 13th and 14th. Yes, indeed. Coming up on Future Talk, we're also going to be revealing very interesting news about Facebook and Instagram, possibly becoming blocked in Europe. It's crazy because just a few days ago, we were talking about TikTok being blocked, but now they might be blocked as well. And for our apps all around the world, we're talking about Google Meet to limit meetings to 60 minutes on free plans starting from September 30th. So we're talking about tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Coming up on Future Talk as well, Amazon is definitely making headlines with its brand new technology that could allow us to basically pay with our palms. We're no longer talking about Apple Pay. We're talking about using our own limbs to pay for our needs. Keep Pulse 95 locked because lots is in store right here on Future Talk. We're going to be taking a short break, but diving right into all the daily digital news that are happening in the UAE and around the world. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We're talking about the UAE's third mini satellite, which is set to be launched from Russia. Now, this satellite was developed by students in the UAE and will launch from Russia. Now, it was built by students at Khalifa University and the American University of Ras al-Khaimah. The mini satellite will be used to study greenhouse gases all over the Emirates. Yes, indeed. Now, once the satellite is in orbit, a team of students will be monitoring, processing, and analyzing all the data from the ground station in the Yasat Space Lab at Khalifa University and the American University of Ras al-Khaimah. This is not the first satellite to be launched into space that has been built by students right here in the UAE. It's actually the third CubeSat, and the first one and the second were actually the Naif one that was launched back in 2017 if I'm not mistaken, and the MySat-1 that was launched in 2018. Now, both of these sats or satellites were actually quite generic, very lightweight, and based on the standard model. Yes, and the payload, which is the Argus 2000 spectrometer, will actually be able to detect concentrations of greenhouse gases all over the UAE, and specifically carbon dioxide and methane. The State of the Environment report for Abu Dhabi were actually highlighting the different vulnerabilities that have been exposing the UAE to different issues of climate change. So this satellite will actually be able to monitor all of the greenhouse gases, which we typically call the harmful gases to the environment, and make sure that we are doing our part in being sustainable towards the uh, environment. Now, the UAE is definitely playing a growing role when it comes to the space sector, and we will keep you updated with how the launch goes on. But let's move on to talk a little bit about Amazon. Yes, Amazon is going to hold Prime Day event on October 13th and 14th. Now, Amazon did say it would hold its annual shopping event, which is Prime Day. And I kind of feel like it's Black, what's it called? Black Friday? I think like Black Friday. Yeah. And it's going to be on October 13th and 14th. 
as the e-commerce giant does aim for an early kickstart to the holiday season. Now, the company did earlier say this year that it had postponed the two-day shopping event, which did start in 2015, to drum up sales during the summer shopping lull due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So the COVID-19 pandemic did mm-hmm. kind of affect when this uh, this Prime Day would come into effect. Yes, indeed. Now, a lot of people actually mark their calendars waiting for Amazon's Prime Day to happen because that is when all the good deals take place. So if you ever want to buy a new laptop, buy a new phone, you basically would be best. It would be best if you wait for the Amazon Prime Day because that's when prices drop. But because of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of things have been pushed back and so has been the Amazon Prime Day. But October is definitely a great month and it is close enough for people who have in mind all the holiday seasons and birthdays coming up to go ahead and buy the gifts for their loved ones mm-hmm. during this day. Now, usually it happens, I think, during July. So it's celebrating the summer shopping festival. But this year it is happening more towards the end of December, mm-hmm. beginning of October. Now, you're going to have discounts on pretty much everything now. Uh, Amazon did say that over $2 billion have been contributed in sales during Prime Day in 2019. So we're seeing a lot of cash flow being injected into this Amazon Prime Day. Now, I'm really excited because if you have been having your eyes on something on mm-hmm. Amazon, but it was a little bit too expensive, well, you're going to have be having that discount on Prime Day. So I do re- recommend you guys to mark your calendars for October the 13th and 14th. Lots and lots is going to be in store on those days. And I know a lot of people who have definitely become obsessed with Amazon, especially during lockdown, because that is when they were actually interested in checking out Amazon. Let us know what is one of the weirdest things that you've ever bought on Amazon or some of the most functional items that you have enjoyed on that website. Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking all about Facebook and Instagram, basically possibly becoming blocked in Europe. Keep us 95 Locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. The past few weeks, we've been talking about TikTok being under arrest in the U.S. Lots of citizens were actually worried that they may not be able to download the app because of all the arguments that have been happening between President, U.S. President Donald Trump and the parent company ByteDance. But in Europe, Facebook and Instagram's presence is also being threatened. Yes, because Facebook might not be able to provide its platforms in Europe under new regulatory changes and it's threatened that sometime soon that if this law does go into effect facebook might not be available in europe now the company said it would be not be able to operate on the continent if it cannot move user data between europe and the us now the irish data protection commissioner did suggest that it would enforce a european court of justice ruling that would mean such data transfers would breach general data protection regulation now, we know in the in Europe is very different from the U.S. They're very big on privacy laws. Mm-hmm. And Facebook, various times, Mark Zuckerberg did have to go to Europe, a European court, and was under trial about de- de- uh, privacy concerns. 
Absolutely. And the biggest scandal actually happened, I think, back in 2015. And it took a lot of money to settle that scandal. But as of right now, it is not clear to Facebook how in those circumstances, it could continue to provide the Facebook and Instagram services in the European Union. Now, we all know that a lot of the information about Facebook users and Instagram users are being owned by Mark Zuckerberg, which, you know, his main base is in the US. So the company actually claims about 410 million active users monthly in Europe. So that is including all the charities, organizations, politicians, and other public figures. So if Facebook and Instagram were to be blocked in Europe, that means a big loss is happening for Facebook and Instagram. Now, as of right now, there is still a lot of talk about trying to give very little weight to those submissions, working on basically coming to somewhat of a middle ground, but I guess we only have time to tell. Now, the idea that Facebook would actually withdraw from the European market is 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 is, is very big on the on Facebook as a company. Mm-hmm. Now, Facebook is not only not the only company with concerns over moving users' data. Now, Google did kind of have that same problem in Britain and are no longer protected by the GDPR, and therefore, user data will be moved to the U.S. Now, Google does claim that the change would not see any difference in data protection standards, which is something that is rebooked by privacy activists. So we're seeing that Facebook is not the only company. Uh, Google did kind of go through it, but they Mm. did surpass it and they found a way out. So I do believe that Facebook can find a way out, but at the same time, Facebook is going to fight this because it does make it easier if they can transfer data between the US and Europe. And I feel like cutting off Facebook from Europe is a big deal. Now, I don't use Facebook, but Mm. I do think that a big majority of people in the US and in Europe use Facebook. And we have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, that Facebook owns WhatsApp and Instagram. So it might affect these two other apps. So I don't know what is coming in line with Europe and what the European court is going to do against Facebook, but I'm really, really excited to see what is in store for us, especially because of the TikTok deal. We're seeing that a lot of social media platforms are being kind of, you could say, under attacked or they're not probably being under attacked or maybe they're being put in line. Who knows? I want you guys to text us in at 4215. Let us know. Do you think that Facebook is being under attacked or finally being put in line over data, uh, data concerns? Let us know your thoughts about coming up on Future Talk. We're going to be talking all about Google Meet being generous, but also being cheap in certain features. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. All around. What's worth a click and download? Google Meet is going to limit meetings to 60 minutes on free plans starting tomorrow, September 30th. Now, Google is saying it has a change of heart because Google did say in April that it would allow unlimited length meetings in its Google Meet video chat platform for all users until September 30th. And it does look like the company is sticking with that timeline. Now, after September 30th, free versions of Meet will be limited to meetings no longer than 60 minutes. Now, before we jump into this story, I kind of want to say something. I want to say that this is very weird from Google as they are probably competing and they are competing with Zoom and Zoom does allow unlimited meetings on the free service as well. So I'm wondering why would they do this? Why why are they trying to push their users to go for premium when you have a free version, which is Zoom, 
that does it unlimited. What do you think about that, Omnia? It's interesting that Zoom removed that limit, even though Google Meet removed the limit a long time before Zoom. But now that a lot of people have been using online chat or video chat platforms and voice calls, people are actually more inclined to go for anything that's free, just like you mentioned. So Google reinstating this fee for premium users will definitely be one that might cause customers to go for Zoom instead of Google Meet. But under this new rule or new extension, anyone with a Google account could create free meetings with up to 100 people and with no time limit. This is all going away now because to be able to do that, you will have to buy the advanced features for Google Suite. And Google Suite definitely has a lot of features for education customers and they have different varieties of the video chat platforms. So Earlier, uh, at the beginning of the academic year, they were talking about allowing meetings of up to 250 participants, allowing live streams of up to 100,000 people with a single domain, and allowing people to actually save their meeting recordings with Google Drive. But will people actually go for that or simply just go for the free version on Zoom? Now, a a lot of companies, and Google is one of them, Google Meet and other video conferencing platforms have been chasing uh, the rise of Zoom because Zoom has dominated the video conferencing platforms during the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, Google Meet has actually passed 100 million daily participants back in April. But because of this deadline, most users who don't want to upgrade to a paid Meet plan is that they'll have to limit their conferences to 60 minutes or less. Now, a lot of people are saying that they don't see a downside on it that they can just create a new meeting. But when you're having a meeting of, let's say 40 people, uh, Mm. every 60 minutes to make a new meeting, that will be annoying in a way. And I want to ask the the, the audience as well. Let us know, 4215, or even Instagram, at Pulse95Radio on Instagram. Let us know, do you think it's annoying that you're going to have to create a new meeting every 60 minutes? And would you pay that $25 per month, $25 per user Mm -hmm. a month to use that Free unlimited, not free, the unlimited is, uh, yeah. conference Unlimited meet. service, yeah. But Unlim- the thing, unlimited service. The thing is, though, they're also rolling out a few new features. So they're trying to basically lure us with the new advanced advancements in Google Meet, like the noise cancellation feature. It was previously available on the web version, but now it's also available on your Google Meet if you're using, if you're using it on your phone. So if you have an Android or an iOS Uh, you can actually go ahead and use it on there. Sadly, as of right now, it is not available to everyone, but it will be available very soon since it's already been rolled out on the web version. So with the noise cancellation feature, if you're a mother who has a lot of kids in the house, or even if you're a student with your siblings studying right next to you, you have now the ability to dampen down all the background noises like the noise of the keyboard typing, or even if you have pets in the house, you can be able to drown that noise on your Google Meet call. Now, that is very important, Omni. I'll tell you why. Because I use an application called Discord, which I use it to talk with my friends when I'm gaming. And uh, some games do provide uh, voice chat as well, but Discord has noise cancellation. And you do see a difference because you won't hear that echo in the background. You won't hear the sound of the air conditioning unit or just like you said, kids, pets, whatever, uh, a a doorbell. So this does kind of give it more professionalism when you're talking because during the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of us, a lot of us were working from home and and doing meetings from home. So I like that Google is rolling out this noise cancellation feature on iOS and Android 
But I still, I'm kind of trying to wonder why would they limit that 60-minute meeting for free users? Let us know why you guys think that would happen and would you use the the, the platform even though you have 60 minutes if you're a free user for 215-Dorot-Salat or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio on Instagram. But we are going to be taking a short break and when we come back, we're going into our Tech This Out segment with Amazon and how they let you pay with the palm of your hand. Now, what if I told you you could pay for anything with the palm of your hand? Any transaction, any place, anywhere, anytime, all you have to do is raise your hand over a machine and the transaction would be complete because Amazon has now brought that that thought to life because Amazon is unveiling its own palm recognition technology that will be used initially to turn your hand into a personal credit card and that is Amazon One. Yes, indeed. Amazon One is definitely basing all of this technology off of the uniqueness of our own palms. All the lines, the ridges, and the vein patterns that make your palm yours will basically become your new palm signature. This palm signature will first be used in Amazon's own ghost stores in Seattle. But as time goes on, they are planning to implement this in the rest of the Amazon stores all around the world. Now, Amazon One usage will basically extend beyond just palm-based payments. So they're planning to also include this in their office buildings, in stadiums, even in retail stores. So we could possibly become moving cyborgs. While many companies have in the past experimented with palm recognition biometrics, this has got to be one of the first companies to bring palm scanning to reality. Yes, indeed. I'm actually very excited to see what that is all about because this is not the first time we've seen someone pay with their hand, but not in that initial sense. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people would insert RFID chips into their palms and pay with the palm of their hand. And actually, we did get a guest on our show last year who did show us how that technology does work. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to see how I can go into a coffee shop says cash or credit i'll say credit and i'll just take out my hand i'll just go Deet, and i'm buying it now a lot of companies have actually experimented with palm recognition biometrics over the years but amazon's strong retail presence could actually and certainly help make palm scanning mm. a reality now amazon hasn't confirmed if any other retailers venues or businesses will make use of amazon one But the company does say it is in active discussions with several potential customers. So Amazon's long-term goal is to make every single company, every single shop to use this palm recognition technology. Now, Amazon will use image scanning hardware that does include computer vision algorithms to capture and encrypt a palm image. So you won't even need an Amazon account to use the service, just a phone number and a credit card. Amazon users will also be able to delete their biometric data from the company's online portal if they no longer want to use the service. So basically, anyone, anyone can get their hands on this <laughs> on this biometric. So yes, Quite that literally. was a pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. I know. And the thing is, with this technology, a lot of people may be wondering, why didn't Amazon just go for facial recognition? Now, Amazon did respond to all those comments by saying that palm recognition is much stronger than face recognition in terms of privacy. So it has a lot of privacy benefits 
One of them being that palm recognition is considered to be more private than other biometric alternatives. Basically because you can't really determine a person's identity by looking at an image of their palm. So if all these devices were to store the information about our palms, we will not be at any risk of having our privacy being breached. It also requires someone to make an intentional gesture by holding their palm over the device for this device to be able to pick up on all the different lines and ridges that are found in your palm. While on the other hand, with facial recognition, even if you just pass by any camera, they'll be able to pick up your face and your details will be stored in that device. Amazon has been working on this service for quite some time. It's been a few years, but this is the first time that we've actually seen it initially uh, become introduced in two Seattle-based stores and we will definitely keep you updated as this technology becomes more widespread. But just like Amazon has interesting news to share with all of you, right here on Pulse95, we have big news to share with you, especially if you are in the mind and in the state to be seen, to be heard, or even to be believed. Yes, because if you got a talent for something cool, you can get in touch with Pulse95 and be part of the Saturday Vibe, which will be hosted by Yella Holmes' Big Huss. Now, this Saturday, Huss will be featuring a variety of talents with way cool prizes up for grabs. So you got to get involved and drop a text to 4215 or visit text95.com. That is text95.com for more details. Now, the Saturday Vibe will be from 6 p.m., only here on Pulse95. So you do guys have a chance to get noticed and be out there and and win some big prizes. So set your reminders, 6 p.m. this Saturday. Saturday Vibe with Big Haas will be live and you have a big chance to win different prizes from cash. And I think the best part about it all is your talent can be heard by the entire world. But Future Talk is coming to an end. Yes, Future Talk is coming to an end, but it's not the end for everything, ladies and gentlemen, because coming up, we do have Afternoon Karak, the dream team with Mikhail Atli and Aisha Mazgum. But ladies and gentlemen, going back to the Saturday Vibe, I want to remind you guys to participate. You do have to go text 4215 Dorat and go to our website, text95.com, and get in touch with us. Future Talk is jumping in that spaceship and heading back to space. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.